right, welcome back to J. Tom Lawler Rink here on the campus of Merrimack College. Mike Macknick with John Leahy, and our score after two is Merrimack 2, Mercy Earth 1. Joined by Mike McMahon from the Mac Report and the Eagle Tribune. Pretty entertaining game so far here, Mike. And John and I were talking, we think that of the four games they've played so far, this is the best all around that Merrimack has played yet this season. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I think that really in all phases, this has been their best game of the year. They, they definitely have uh, done a much better job, I think, of the defensive zone blocking shots and little things that they, they haven't been doing. Uh, and then offensively, I mean, they've gotten more chances tonight than they have all year. And, you know, I think Tibbetts has played really well, which is why they've only scored two. I mean, uh, this, this without Tibbetts and the way he's played, it, which I think has been really, I mean, he's made some saves from traffic and things like that. I mean, they could have three or four goals to go right now. But Merrimack, I mean, you know, we've, we've talked about it. It's no surprise. I think everybody knows it. Little things they need to do. It's just a little extra effort, I think, whether you want to talk about uh, you know, guys who need to show that sense of urgency, whatever whatever you know, term you choose to use, is a case of, well, was there anything more in the tank? Was there anything more that you could have done? And uh, I think what we see tonight, I mean, we're seeing some things, I think, that we didn't see in the first three games in terms of extra efforts we got. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, I think one of the things I wrote last night was they just seemed very lackadaisical. Almost, almost like going through the motions and, and you know especially when even when they were down at points in that game last night it just didn't feel like uh, you know sense of urgency is, is the term I think you got to use it just it didn't feel like there was any sense of uh, you know you know that they needed to pick up play it just seemed very very smooth very sort of soft uh, and, and it's been the total opposite time I mean they, they I think they've really played hard really all over the ice it's been from the get-go you think of the first shift Kyle Singleton's play at center ice that you know fighting to, to, to fight through a check there and drawing a penalty on the first shift of the game again you know we, where was that the first three games? Yeah, I don't think it's a mistake that that line started either. I think, you know, they're trying to set a tone there, and Singleton's a, a type of player. I mean, he's an energy player, so if you want to get the energy up, he's, a, he's the guy you're going to put out there. Uh, you know, it's sort of like for the last couple of years when, when Kyle Biggles was here, uh, his deep hair started almost every single night because he was a big physical guy that was going to hit somebody on that first shift, and they wanted to set a tone. So uh, I, I, I thought it was uh, uh, interesting to see that line start because I, I, I saw it as something similar. You know, that, that's the line that wants to bring you some energy, and you want to get energy from the start. Talking about guys who, as we've seen in the past, when when, when they do little things on the ice, you know, killing penalties or that extra effort to get after something, and then it ends up paying off on the scoreboard, Mike Collins. I mean, best game that we've seen from him this year. Maybe the best game going back a number of games, you know, looking at the end of last season as well, because he is doing those little things. That, you know, he gets a, a great shorthanded bit here. He follows the play all the way around. Uh, you know, the, the pressure on the guy right at the blue line and, and, and take it away as well. And, Little things like that. I don't think it's a, it's a it's a coincidence that he's doing those things tonight, and he's also got two points on the score sheet. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I mean, you can even argue he's got two assists, and I think you could you could argue a point that he's been better in the defensive and neutral zone than he's even been in the offensive zone. Uh, so yeah, those go hand in hand. I mean, I remember a game last year. I think it was as soon as they got back from Alaska at Northeastern, where he had a big night. I don't know if it was you know two goals, three points, something like that, uh, but was also doing a lot of those little things to the point where I think we we, we even talked about it. Uh, you know, it, it was no that he was doing some things on the defensive side of the puck that just wasn't there maybe earlier uh, earlier in his career because he didn't have to given the lines he was on. But, yeah, I, I think that sort of thing goes hand in hand. And it's no question to me that, you know, picking up play in other areas of the ice is going to help him score. Or else that's the kind of play that got him as a nominee for the Hockey East Player of the Year last year. He was a finalist for the final three for that award. Yeah, I think it's also a reason why he has a letter on his chest, too. You know, you're looking for those guys to lead you. Those, those guys that not only are going to lead you with, you know, points scored and things like that. They're going to do things like breaking up a play in the neutral zone or going back to 
off in a back check. It's one of those leading by example sort of things. Anything else jump at you so far tonight? Uh, I think Rasmus Stierden has played really well. You know, Mercyhurst has 20 shots on goal, and, and not all of them, I think, have been very memorable because it's not. I don't think they've had many quality chances. They've had a few here and there, though, and he's been under pressure, though. You know, when, when Mercyhurst has had the puck in the zone, they've had a guy right in his face, or two guys even right in his face at times. Uh, so some of his saves have been tough saves, even if they were from further out along the point to top of the surface. Anyway, he flashed out that right pad there late in the period, a good save. Uh, another puck in the post earlier. And then there was a play, too, with, uh, where they got a little bit of a break, I think, where Matt Day came off the left side, and he's looked terrific this weekend. But today's shot gets the uh, deflected, comes in the air, and you got traffic in front. I don't know how he's able to see it. I'm not sure that he was, but uh, the whistle ends up blowing, and uh, we had maybe a quick whistle that the referee couldn't see it. But So there have been some chances like that. But like you said, you know, has played well, and uh, you think about the one goal that beat him was when Zay was able to get behind his man and get in and, uh, and put it through his pads on a, on a clean break there. But uh, other than that, I think played well. Yeah, I think that, that goes back to his really good instincts. You know, especially when you say you make some of those plays where you're not sure how he sees them. I think that's just instinctual. You know, he's been, been a goaltender for so long. He, he sort of knows where his body needs to be, even if he can't see where the puck is. Uh, and, and I think Murat is like that, too. I mean, I think they, they both put a lot of work in with specialty coaches. I mean, I, I did a story last year on Terry and I talked to his goalie coach in Finland and talked about how much time he puts into to working on being a goalie. So I think part of it is just, you know, basic instincts for those type of guys. You're running the live blog tonight. What's the talk? Uh, it's it's few and far between, and it's my own fault. I'm playing with a camera. So uh, <laughs> the updates are a little a little more sporadic than they have been because uh, I'm trying to get some photos as well. Well, I think we've seen 40 minutes so far of pretty consistent uh, pressure and uh, strong play, and it's been a toe-to-toe battle with Mercyhurst. They're a pretty good team. I mean, if you want to play non-league games, I think that are going to get you ready for league play. I think this is the kind of team you want to play, but... Uh, in terms of uh, third period, I think the big question here is uh, you know, who can come out and win that third period, and that might be the difference in the game. Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about, you know, they haven't been able to score finishing goals, but now it's about finishing a game. I mean, you got 20 minutes left, you have a lead, you're at home. Uh, you know, I don't care who you're playing or, or what the score is, if, you're going to, if you go into the locker room after two, at home with the lead, these are the type of games you need to win. I mean, you're gonna, if, and if you don't, you look back at the end of the year and say, you know, if it's even though this isn't a lead game, you look back at games at the end of the year, if they're in the picture when it comes to the pairwise, and you say, that's, that's one of the ones that hurt us. That's one of the ones we could have. So, yeah, at, at home, with the lead, at the end of the this is the game you got to come on finish. All right, thanks, Mike. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Mike. That is Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com and the Eagle Tribune. And before we go, I also want to make sure to get in a plug here for John Leahy's book, Breakaway Wisdom. Make sure you check it out. Google it there. You'll find it on Amazon.com as well and PublishAmerica.com. So, Breakaway Wisdom by my broadcast partner here, John Leahy. You will certainly enjoy it. Let's take this break with the score, Merrimack 2. Uh, Mercy Earth 1. Take a break and we'll come back and recap the, the game to this point so far. You are listening to live coverage of Merrimack Hockey.